1: played some good footy during that uh, 12 to to 19 period but I was I was just uh, very consistent as a player and um, I try and sort of break it down into being as consistent as I possibly can and there's a lot of things that go into it um, the work that um, I lean on with my teammates and how much they help me my coaches the work that I do uh, on my own craft and um, and watching other football but then also just the way that I enjoy myself away from football and and find a really nice balance. Um, I think it's a lot of those things. Um, I've got I've got great internal drive, which um, which is which is really important um, for a, for any player across the competition. Or, or I mean, you look at it in life, um, uh, in perspective of life. It's uh, um, I feel like I've I've got that drive to. To not only be uh, a great player and, and try and leave a legacy, but you know, be be a great father and um, and friend and, and family member. So, um, there's a lot of things that go into um, to why players are, uh, are consistently good, but that's probably a little bit of a snapshot of my journey i've always uh, looked at the captain of the all australian side and and uh, and thought um you know firstly for them to make it in the side is an honor but then the word that comes to mind is just it's, it's cool to to be a part of it's an elite um elite side so um yeah very very proud very proud
2: yeah the all australian captain geelong Ford tom hawkins uh, raised a few eyebrows amongst many afl fans five geelong players In the All-Australian, Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, Tyson Stengel. Hasn't he been a revelation? He's Uh, he's the recruit of the year. No question. Uh, Tom Stewart and, of course, Mark Blitzarves, named in the 22-man squad. And, of course, uh, there's been a couple of incidents where you haven't been a club captain and you've got the captain of the All-Australian. The one that I can recall was Lance Buddy Franklin, who has never been captain of the Hawthorne side or Sydney Swans, but was named All-Australian captain. I think it was... In 2018, actually.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Look, and and I don't agree with it at all. I I, I, was, I was amazed when I found out uh, that Tom Hawkins was going to be, before last night, that Tom Hawkins was going to be the All-Australian captain. Um, I, for mine, if there's club captains in an All-Australian team, then immediately they the agenda and the criteria should be, well, then they're considered for captaincy of the All-Australian team. And even more so... This, this, this becomes fairly objective, my argument now. Max Gorn is leading the Ruck. He's his club captain, and he's the reigning premiership captain, mm,
2: and he's mm, not the All-Australian mm, captain. Mm, yeah. and
0: that, 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 that is – that's wrong. Yeah. And, and especially when, when Lance Franklin got that elevation in 2018, I think it was his eighth All-Australian selection as an ambassador of the game. You could see there was a lot of politics in it, but it was his eighth time. And you could sort of see at the time, that's probably fair enough. If that, and the argument was, if this team's about to play a game, who would be the most senior player to be the captain? And I thought, yeah, okay, you can make a case. But is, is that your criteria every season? It seems to chop and change, depending on what the chief executive of the time wants, especially in the current domain, where Gillan McLaughlin seems to call all the shots. So Tom Hawkins last night, it's his fifth time, fourth time in a row as an All-Australian. He's not his club captain. He's not even close to his club captain. No. So there's no justification for that. That's when Patrick Cripps, who's Carlton's captain, is named as vice captain, and Max Gorn is leading that ruck. Max Gorn should have been the All Australian captain last
2: night. Okay, and let's go back to what Lisa threw up, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it—not just Kim Haggdon's thought, but your thoughts listening on SEN six five seven in Perth, SEN Spirit uh, through Bunbury in the southwest six twenty one, of course, uh, SEN Spirit. Uh, those people in the goldfields at SEN sixteen eleven, uh, DAB plus SEN Peel or on the SENWA app. I don't think the same criteria applies to the All-Australian as it does to the Brownlow medal, where it's the best and fairest. In the end, they're looking to basically put together the 20 best footballers or 22 best footballers that have done and got to the elite level during that season. And Tom Stewart clearly, even though he got that four-game suspension for a callous act, he clearly has been one of the star defenders of the league
0: this year. Oh, no no question, no question. But uh, it was an ugly act. And whether it's one game or four, whether it's a, a minor type of offence... But offense that doesn't that goes... take away from his ability. No, no nor, it could, no. nor does it take away your ability if you get a one-game suspension for a sling tackle mm. and you can't win the Brownlow medal. So that but, doesn't take your ability away, but, but it, di- it makes no, you ineligible. Different. There
2: is the best and fairest component to the Brownlow medal.
0: Well, then maybe there should be for the All-Australian team. Maybe you think they, so? Or we're living in a world whereby... It's so politically correct. They've got uh, codes of behaviour. If you breach those, you should be copying some sanction. You've got your suspension. And, you know, well, I'm Elizabeth All-Australian this year. I better clean my act up next year because I'd like to be Uh, All-Australian back pocket.
2: But does it mean as much to be an All-Australian as it does to be a Brownlow medalist? No, clearly not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that was a loaded question. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, Hags. To me... Pick the best team regardless of what's happened during the course. Well, have they now, picked Pete, the... now, all of a sudden, the Patrick Cripps situation, well, many thought that he should have been rubbed out. That yeah. means he shouldn't have been in the All-Australian had he not gone to the appeals board
0: and yeah. overturned and, that and decision. And there is that process for that, but that was to help him play the next two games of footy when Carlton's season was on the line. They needed their best player. And, and I go back to the most valuable player, he to Carlton is their most valuable player. He's also their best. Um, but if you're ineligible for the Brownlow for an offence like that, if you can't just sort of come up with the argument that the best 22, Peter, because we've got we've got a, a massive audience out there saying, well, they haven't got the best 22. Mm, mm. One thing about the All Australian every year is that they are the best 22 that those selectors pick, but there's always a debate about who didn't get in there and they could justify being in there. And in this case, I mean, I, I also think that uh, Tom Buras, I would have gone for Stephen May. And Sammy Taylor, he's an outstanding selection. Correct. And and he probably absolutely sealed it last weekend with his game for GWS in the He's last game. He's becoming an outstanding intercept marker in defense He's is courageous yeah. as well? Mm. But, uh, and Tom Barass. But you could make an argument for Barass. But did Barras deserve to be in there for being in such a terrible team? Just because he was the fullback where teams were getting 60 and 70 forward entries against them every week doesn't necessarily matter. And he did have some poor games. May and Taylor were far more consistent for mine to get those two key positions. And uh, it, I, I stick with my argument. I think, yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning Lisa's way, Peter. I think if you were ineligible for the Brownlow, you should be ineligible for the All-Australian selection as well because you've committed offence, which is, the AFL has seen enough to to suspend you for. Okay. Well, give us your thoughts on that. there is that appeals process that you can go through. There's three elements you can go through to beat any kind of sanction uh, from the MRO. Okay. So give us your thoughts on that. Love to hear from you on the Tempera bedshed text line 0487 736
2: 736. And looking at the 22 All-Australian team here in front of me, Hags, they are so much better than any other side. When you look at three All-Australians in the attacking forward line for Geelong. Hawkins, mm, mm, Cameron, mm, Stengel. Mm. Then they've got Blitzars you can throw anywhere. And then you've got Tom Stewart, of course, in the defense. I tell you what, you know who's going to beat Geelong in the final series? Themselves. Simple no, it's, as a good, that. it's
0: a good call. and I, But I think they're on top of that. You're just getting a real strong impression from them. And, and even yesterday for, for Cameron and Duncan and Stanley to all train, efficiently, clearly they've cleared themselves. They're going to be available. They're facing selection dilemmas because those, all those players are going to be available to play and they didn't play the last round. So they are, they are, I think, fine-tuning. We've said this for several weeks, Peter. We've been watching them managing players, even players. I thought last Saturday against West Coast, I found it very difficult to come up with, very difficult to be convinced in my 3-2-1 for best on the ground. There was no West Australian, there was no West Coast Eagles contender. No, no, They had about eight because to ten, Collingwood, because they kept, um, Geelong, because they kept rotating players through, bench, Forward, Dangerfield played as a forward pocket pretty much the whole game. Mm. And, and others had the chance around the ball, you know, uh, the likes of uh, uh, Brendan Parfitt and so on guaranteed his spot, especially once uh, Guthrie went off with a shoulder problem. They just rotated everyone around. They all played ring-a-ring-a-rosy sort of footy. That was just a refinement, I thought, from Geelong. And you thought, see, how are this mob going to get beaten? It's a very good call they could beat themselves, but I think they're right on top of it, absolutely right on top of it. Um, and just on that with Barras. Where I think he'll get some compensation out of missing all Australian selection, whether he should have been in it or not, you could make a case he would have been quite a justifiable fullback or centre. He can only play fullback, can't yeah. play centre back. Whereas Sam Taylor could play centre half back. Stephen May is a fullback. I'm convinced that Tom Brass will be crowned as West Coast Eagles fairest and best, their club champion tomorrow night uh, here at uh, Crown. I think yeah, they're, it having it,
2: they're having it early this
0: season. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I reckon it wasn't too long (laughs) into the season they could have made the booking because they were never going to play finals this year. But I think Barass, one of my concerns about West Coast's fairest and best contenders, Peter. Here's my list of names as the only people Barass will win it. I'm prepared to go as far. I think Barass will win their fairest and best. He should. But I think other contenders for second, third, fourth, fifth to round out their top five are Shannon Hearn, Tim Kelly. Jack Darling, Jack Redden, Liam Duggan, Andrew Gaff. What, what's the constant there, or what's missing? They're all, there's no young players. There's not one young player. No, there's close. no young players. Not one play, young player. Yeah, I think they're, Barash, all, they're all
2: experienced veterans. And
0: the thing is, with uh, and there's been a lot of, and I've been one. Jack Redden should retire. Mm-hmm. Jack Redden has is playing on. It's been confirmed. He's triggered his contract. He had to play 19 games this season. He's done that. Jack Redden played 21 games. He's one of only two players that played 21 games out of West Coast 22 this year. And then they had two other players that played 20. Liam Duggan is one of those. So that's why they'll finish high. And this is where Adam Simpson, who's just just hell-bent on supporting these old blokes to stay at West Coast and to play on next year, help with the revival. Jack Redden will finish top three or four. And yet he should be
2: retiring. Amazing. All right, Haggis, we'll come back. There's a lot of issues to discuss, what's happening at Essendon. And, of course, uh, the Dane Zorko issue took another twist today. Uh, Collingwood. And, of course, you've got that news regarding uh, Luke Jackson as well. That's not too far away. So stay with us. Get involved uh, with the program. It is uh, the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736, Or the Scarborough Toyota open line 131255. We're here for Tool Mart, the complete tool centre.